Hello and welcome to episode 152 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am Janelle Vecchio, formerly Yaley. Oh, you're giving away your maiden name now, huh? <laughs> it's a palindrome. It is. When I was a substitute teacher, Miss Yaley, I used to teach my kids that. What, what a palindrome, palindrome was. Like that great weird owl song, Bob. Where all the lyrics are palindromes. I knew you were going to bring up Word Owl and yeah. his palindrome song. Well, it's a great song. It was very clever. I showed it to the kids recently. That's how you're familiar with it, right? No, I watched it on my own. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, you don't like Weird Al? Uh, who's the only one who's met Weird Al? All right. This all girl. All right. I see how this it is. This girl right here. I see how it is. You're not the only person who's met him. Other people have met him. But between the two of us... Oh, well, then yeah. I've met him. Um, we have had a week, and we're going to talk about that week on this episode. <laughs> we're going to talk about other things outside of this week as well. We're excited to have you guys join us. 152 episodes in. We've got some big stuff happening. And uh, I think we should jump into it. What say you? Let's do it. Let's start off with the news. And now the news. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever you listen to our podcast. It helps us climb the podcasting charts. Yes, and if you guys would like to get in touch with us, please email us. At mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Mandarin Orange Show, Twitter at Mandarin Orange. Please like our Facebook page, Mandarin Orange Show, and join the group, Mandarin Orange Show the Group. You actually posted in Mandarin Orange Show the Group uh, the video that you said you're going yes, to last time. If you would like to see what our whale vocabulary video entailed, well, it's not like a behind the scenes. Although there is a blooper That's at the true. end. Yeah. So watch till it's the fun. end. Keep in mind, we did this in a couple hours in our backyard. <laughs> I think it's pretty fun for that, you know. I uh, on my, your phone. Or my no. students were impressed. I know. That's good. They ranted and raved. They said, "I'm a YouTube star." <laughs> And um, they were very impressed with my my abilities. Well, we were film so. majors, so, you know. <laughs> um, the lighting's not perfect. The sun was going down fast. Like I said, though, for a backyard, <laughs> quick, you know, two-hour production between start from start to finish, I'd say it's not too bad. Yeah. So, also going on this week... Uh, well, I suppose this is a wrap-up from last week. I'm not going into an additional saga, but it's more of an epilogue to the Toilet Saga. <laughs> I just want to point out, it's been a week, and it's working. No leaks. It's held. I thought for sure at some point it was going to break down again, but no, my handiwork has held up. You're like Mr. Fix-It. I am Bob Vila, right here standing next to you. <laughs> So, I don't know. What's the next project I need to do? Well, I have a few. Okay. So, I would like you to put the thing under the door. Oh, yeah, at the back. In the our back, back playroom, there is quite a huge 
hole between the door and outside. Well, it's the little rubber stopper that kind of seals up against the bottom of the door as over the years kind of rotted away. The rubber has rotted away. And so we got a thing to replace it and I got to I got to do that. That's sort of like a and it'll be interesting to see. You saw this like on an ad on okay, Facebook yeah. or something? So, no, it's Instagram. Yeah. I saw this ad where like it had like these spiders from outside, but they couldn't get under the door because of this amazing thing you just slip on. Yeah. Okay, but it comes and it's basically two pool noodles with a little with foam a little netting foam in between it, netting. and that's all it is. I mean, it's if you had two foam noodles and then like some, I don't know, foam packaging from a video game console and glued it all together. Yeah. that's basically what it. It is. was like six bucks, so whatever. So I need it, but I have to like cut it down to the right length. Yeah, and you put do it have on. to cut it down. They said that in the video. That's all you have to do is cut it out, cut it down. And it slides right under the door, and then the spiders can't get in. Well, we'll see how this goes. Because we do, there is a little bit of a gap there. It's like our back covered patio. But that's where I work. Room, right. And I am so cold all the time. It's bone chillingly well, cold. I'm not going to guarantee that this is going to solve that. That's more of an insulation heat vent issue. Well, it's cold. And <laughs> I can't keep the. the door open to the house to let the air in because Luke has school in there and anyway so that's one okay oh there's more and then the other thing is you need to uh take the recycling in that's not really a building project though we're looking at building projects here okay and then thirdly I ordered an organizer you ordered an organizer that's right and it's going to organize our whole house. So it's like a set of shelves, basically, with these little drawers that go in. So you got to build that. I do need to do I forgot about that. Where did you put that? I put it over where you're going to build oh, it. Oh, okay. We measured it out. Yeah. It should fit. No, I think it should be cool. It's, it's just going to help, like, organize some things that are not in things right now. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then, um... That's it, you know, taking care of the backyard, that, the whole pruning. House, I know, we did a lot of pruning today in the yard. A lot of, like, yard work has been going on. A lot of gopher catching. I had to order a new gopher trap from Amazon or from eBay because they've discontinued the gopher traps that I like. And, I, I you know, I reuse them a bunch, but occasionally one goes missing uh, because an animal will find the thing I caught and then drag it elsewhere, you know? So in order to like keep them going, like they, they don't have them anymore. And the new ones by the same company, nobody likes. They have very low reviews. What am I going to do when I can't find, cause this one I had to pay like a little more than I normally pay at like a hardware store. What do I do oh, when those are gone? Hopefully the gophers will learn to stay away. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think this is an ongoing issue. They always tunnel right next to all the underground pipes and tubes and stuff. All the mm-hmm. the the drip system and everything that I have running back there. Well, they chewed through one. No, they don't. That's the thing. It's not a chewed through. They tunnel along it. Then I'm trying to dig up their hole, and, and when I do it, I don't realize there's a toe under there, and then it, like, chops it with the... Because it's just like, you know, they're hardware rubber. This is the drip system, so I'll hit it with my shovel, and then I gotta go fix that and replace it. So it's like they know what they're doing. They're messing with me. 
because I didn't I didn't lay out the drip system. It was already in place. I've repaired it. I've added to it and moved it around and such. But there's still spots where I don't know exactly where it runs. Yeah. You know, so oh, so much work oh, to be done those in the yard. Pesky pests. Well, we um, have made a call in the last few weeks for your vacation clips. We would like to hear stories from you, our listeners, um, that we could include in our My Vacation Pants segment. Mm-hmm. And um, we have got, we've heard one already. We've got another one that we're going to do this very week. Um, but basically what we're looking for, because we'd love to hear more from you guys, if anyone out there has got a good story that happened to you on a vacation or traveling somewhere, some kind of travel-related story, um, what we'd like you to do is send us an audio clip, like an audio recording of you telling us the story that we could put into the show. We'll promote your website or links or whatever like that. If you've got something you know that we could do that would help uh, cross-promote you, that would be great. Um, we'd be happy to do that. So basically, yeah, you just got to send us a, a recording. If you need help, on uh, how to record it or what formats or whatever, you know, any questions like that, you can also just email us at mandarinorangeshortgmail.com and that's where you'll send the files as yes. well. So, yeah. And we have a new one this week. We do. Well, let's, I think it's time to jump over to it. Let's yes. do My Vacation Pants. Put on your vacation pants. All right. So, um, Emily from lifeofthepilotswife.com. She also has an Instagram and a blog that you can check out of Life. the same, same name, Life of the Pilot's Wife. Life of the Pilot's Wife. Yes. P-I-L-O-T. Uh, yes. S. Yes. So Emily shared a story, a couple stories actually with us that I think you're really going to enjoy. So let's uh, let's listen in on it. Hi, I'm Emily with Life of the Pilot's Wife, and I just wanted to share about some fun travel stories I've had over the past couple years. So if you know my husband, you know he's always just a fun, crazy guy that you can always have a good time when you travel with. So I have just so many stories about, you know, just different fun things and silly stuff that's happened to us. One in particular, I remember when we were in Paris for our honeymoon in 2017, um, we decided to take a train from Paris down to southern France. Um, we thought it'd be really cool to be able to see the countryside. And, you know, it ended up being a great experience. But, you know, things are a little bit crazy in Paris. Lots of traffic. So we were running late to the train. It was downpour raining. We used to bring this huge, massive dumb bag with us everywhere that was just way too big. And it was funny because we were trying to rush and we were getting trying to get to the train and we wanted to make sure we got there on time. And my husband sometimes always hits people on accident with that big suitcase or like, you know, actually rolls over their toe or something. So I always tell him, be careful, be careful. And I walk behind him to make sure that he doesn't roll over anyone. So this time we were running and we were trying to get to the train and he rolls over this old lady's foot. And I was like, oh no. And she was so mad, like, you know, getting mad at him in French and yelling at him. And we're like, we're so sorry. We've got to keep going. And then of course... She was in the same train car as us on the way down to southern France, so we were so embarrassed, and I was like, Careless, you need to stop bringing this luggage with us because you can't control yourself. So we just always had fun times like that, and another funny moment I can remember, too, um, in France, actually, when we were flying back to Paris, 
Um, we got delayed for like over three hours, which by the way, if that ever happens to you in Europe, you can actually file um, like a report and get money back um, for having to be delayed or a cancel flight. So anyways, we got super delayed. No one was really speaking to, to us in English. Everyone was very confused what was happening. And my husband, being a pilot, is always interested in looking up what's going on on his different apps and stuff. So he was trying to research what was going on. So he was telling me, I think it's because of this. And then we got like a swarm of people coming to us saying, what's wrong? Can you give us more information? Like, what can we do? And we're like, uh, this is all we know, but definitely listen to the airline and what they say. And then we ended up having this older lady stick with us the whole day because she was so concerned and never knew what was going on. Um, so we just get into funny little situations like that, but we always have a good time. And I just always love being able to travel with my husband because he's just so funny. And, you know, I always know he's going to figure stuff out for us and, uh, we just have a great time. Oh my gosh. I can so relate to the luggage. Like, <laughs> if you think back to our beginning of our travels, how much stuff. I know. We would we always carry. bring so much. We bring less now that we have two kids than we used to bring just the two the, of the us. Two of us. Remember that train in Alaska? Like, we just kept having to get off and yeah. get more luggage and more. It, there's, so. a, I mean, it's nice having a lot of stuff with you, but there is a huge value in traveling light for sure. Yes. And um, thank you, Emily, so much for your tips um, to the tip about the European flights. Um, I just I love following uh, Life of the Pilot's Wife Instagram and reading your blog. She just has so many good tips um, if you love dogs, she has a little dog, a little doggy do for you to check out. Doggy do. <laughs> a doggy do. That's what I call dogs. That sounds like what you don't mean it to mean. Oh, doggy do. That's Janelle speak. I'm aware, but it also means doggy do. No, Just that's saying. doggy do do. Okay. Okay, but she has she has a dog that she just got, and she gives a lot of good like travel tips too. Um, so check her out. Yes, and we'll put uh, links in the description mm -hmm. as well, so you can. So you don't have to like take notes while you listen. Although to I'd us. like to imagine that our listeners are sitting there with a notepad <laughs> by them as they're listening <laughs> to write down if they have questions or comments and. You know, interesting tidbits that they want to remember. I'm hoping people do. In fact, from now on, maybe at the top of the show, we'll say, all right, everyone, grab, grab your, your notepads. notes, stick them on your computer. Grab a writing utensil. <laughs> it's time for the show. <laughs> so if you guys can do that from now on. And if you want to take notes on a show and then physically mail it to us, you could write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. We'll give you the address. If you mail, physically mail us the notes from the show, we will send you a huge prize package out. Huge. Of various interesting things. Huge, guys. I mean, I'm talking huge. Like, maybe not physically huge, but you know. Lots of good content. Some CDs, stickers, other prizes. You just... I, if someone did that, and it was some good thorough notes from the show, handwritten, and then mailed to us... You would be richly rewarded. Make sure you put your return address. 
Well, well, you'd have to write to us because I'm not giving our address out on the show. <laughs> so you'd have to email us in order to get it. But if you do that, richly rewarded. Good things will come. So once again, thanks to Life of the Pilot's Wife. And uh, Emily, that was great. Those were great stories. Yes. And remember to pack lightly, folks. It really. We did. By the time we went to Europe, we had learned that our lesson. Oh yeah. Because we knew we were going to be in smaller vehicles, smaller hotel we rooms. We were going to be toting those luggage out, toting that all over town. Plus, we were able to like not pay for so much luggage on the plane because yep. we were able to get it into like carry-on sizes. And if you think about it, like on our honeymoon. We got that whole giant luggage set. And I don't think we brought the giant one. I think we brought, like, the three smaller ones, though. Just for the two of us. We were gonna week. We were, like, it was, like, seven, was it seven nights? Seven nights. Seven nights. And we brought, like, more luggage on that trip than we bring for a two-week trip for the four of us. And it was, like, Hawaii. We didn't even need, like, jackets and stuff. Yeah. And we did bring our snorkeling stuff. That's true. Which does take up, but I feel like, especially back then when all the luggage was included, you might as well. But that does take extra. It's worth bringing your own if you have good stuff that you're comfortable with. You can just use it wherever. Well, and the thing we get torn about is, like, we don't want to do laundry. We don't want to do a laundry run. But in Europe, when we were gone for a month... We knew we'd have to do laundry anyway. And now that, like, you can't even domestically, on most flights we take, can't even take a carry-on, we really know how to pack light. Yeah, when we do, like, our just backpacks. Yeah. That's... That's heavenly. It is. I mean, there's it's so easy. Yeah. You don't have to carry stuff around, but you really have to pack light. And it's not like you miss the stuff you didn't bring. No. Like, I don't feel like I was like, oh, I wish I would have had more of this. No, in fact... Most of the time when we bring tons of stuff like that in the past, you'll unpack and you've got all the clothes you didn't wind up wearing and all the other stuff Mm -hmm. you don't wind up using. And, you know, even though I like to read a lot on trips, there's always plenty of extra books I didn't wind up reading and et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, you could you can really condense a lot of stuff. Yeah. So anyways, we can relate. Good stories. All right. Well, it's time for the return of our ever-popular Top 5. Every time a bell rings, we give our Top 5. This was a hard one for you. It was in particular. So, um, here's the setup for this week's Top 5. As you guys know, in Top 5 segment, we each give our top five of whatever the category is that one of us decides. Mm -hmm. So we kind of started a fun thing this last weekend because we finished watching all of the WandaVision show. Mm -hmm. And there's so much stuff that ties into, without spoiling anything really, there's a lot of stuff that ties into the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Which our kids are not familiar with. Do not, yeah. Now they've watched a few of them, like here and there. They watched Ant-Man, they've seen the Spider-Man ones, you know, a few here and there. But you got to figure, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe started before our kids were born, right? That's not like they've been watching them. And they're PG-13. And they're PG-13, so it's not like they could watch them when they were real little. So we're talking about, you know, 12, 13, 14 years, I guess, 13 years worth of movies 
that started before they were born that they really wasn't appropriate for them to watch. You know, I mean, they're they're fine now. They mm-hmm. can handle it, you know. They, they're not too, like, sensitive and stuff. They're old enough to do it. And so we decided, actually, it was kind of your idea. I don't know how, I guess because we were watching the WandaVision, and you were like, we should go back and watch the old movies in order, right? Yeah, because you're always telling us about the connections. Why don't we just connect? So we're going to talk about the ones specifically that we've already watched. But to kick off this this series, this uh, experience that we're going through, uh, what we decided for our top five is the top five Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So keep in mind, these are five, top five movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe only. That means it doesn't count like X-Men or Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, or any of the ones that weren't officially part of the canon of Marvel Cinematic Universe. And how many movies are there? I think it's like 24 at this point, or 23. Starts with Iron Man. The 20s. The most recent one was the Spider-Man Far From Home. That's the last one we've gotten because... The pandemic. Pandemic. So, um... That's that's the movies that we're picking from. So do you want to go first or want me to go first? Uh, you go first. All right. Now, this was very tough because I love all of the Marvel movies. But I basically, yeah, I just had to narrow down to my absolute top faves. Did you, though? Or did you? I did. No, that? I told you. I was going to be strict. I did a strict five because it's, it's only out of, like, 23. Like, I can't just say <laughs> them all or it's not interesting. Now, uh... Of interest, though, this is, and I want to do this after we've watched through them all, I want to revisit this, because a lot of these, we haven't watched since, like, they they were in the theater, or shortly thereafter. Some of them I've watched more than once, Um, but, like, a lot of the older ones especially, I don't, I haven't seen since they came out. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, haven't revisited them. So, after we watch through them all again, I want to relook at our top five and see if anything is jostled around for you. Now, we have just recently watched two of them, the first two, but other than that, you know, yeah, it's older. So, anyway, here we go. These are my top five in no... Well, I guess it is a particular order. These are in order of release, not order of which one is my favorite. Mm. Just because I copied and pasted off of a... <laughs> In order of release and then narrowed it down from there. So, that's what order they wound up being in. So, okay. here we go. Number one, Iron Man, the one that started it all. It really is just a fantastic movie. John Favreau directed it. It's it's tightly paced. It's it it just it has it perfectly encapsulates a character that most people didn't even know existed or cared about at the time. No. It's amazing how because I was telling the kids like when Iron Man came out, mo- a lot of like average people didn't know who he was or had a vague knowledge of him. He was not a popular character. And now, like, you know, it's one of the most popular characters, period, in anything. But, and the kid's like, what? No one, I was like, yeah. Like, did you even know who Iron Man was before Iron Man came out? Absolutely not. Yeah. Now, obviously, I read comics as a kid. I watched tons of cartoons and still do, you know. So, I I was familiar with Iron Man, but not as familiar as I was with Spider-Man or Incredible Hulk or et cetera, et cetera, you know. Right. it was a he was a lesser character. I'd watched some of the cartoons that he was in, of course, but you know, it was it was a it was a really interesting move of Marvel to do and they pulled it off. I mean, they took a character who nobody cared about to being one of the most compelling characters ever. 
It's just a great movie. It was. And we did just rewatch this because the first one. And man, like, it, it's, it had been... I've watched it again since. Like, it hadn't been ever since it came out in the theaters. I'd seen it at least once more since then. But I just forgot how great it is. It's just perfect. Perfect movie. I love it. All right. Next, Thor. Another, like, main introduction one. I love Thor. Uh, it's so great. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is the perfect casting. And the fish out of water segments on this movie, just, I love it. I I did not include Thor Ragnarok in my list. I tried to do only one main movie from each character. If, you know, if I was going to pick a character, I didn't do more than one. I love, love, love Thor Ragnarok, but the fish out of water stuff in this one just edges it, it for does. me. I love that stuff when he's on Earth. You know I'm a sucker for fish out of water. It is. It's just great, and it's it's a really good one. It so. never gets old. I'm mean, looking forward to watching it again, though, because honestly, I don't think I've watched this one again all the way through. I've watched bits of it, but I don't think I've watched this one again all the way through since it came out. I just remember deeply loving it, so we'll see. Next up, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Oh my gosh. Chris Pratt is a perfect Star-Lord. This is another one. I mean, I will be honest. When Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I didn't even know who it was. I was familiar. Like, I, I knew who Star-Lord was, Yondu, and Rocket Raccoon. Those were the three characters. I guess I knew Gamora, too, but not really much. But they were all very side characters. They were, you know, popped up in you know, the extra bits of other stories of other characters. I never would have, like, associated with them as a team. I wasn't familiar with their comics. They were so obscure, and yet they took this. And this is the brilliance of Marvel. Everyone's like, how are they going to make a movie out of this? No one's ever heard of that. And it's amazing. One of their most well, popular ones. Well, there's that SNL yes. commercial where they say they can make a movie out of anything. Exactly. And it's so true. Like... <laughs> If they can make this, and it's just a testament to the fact that they do, obviously now they have huge brand recognition, but way more important than that is good storytelling. Like, if you have a compelling story, it doesn't matter if it's a character that everyone knows. They got more eyeballs on it now because they've done such a good job with it. But this was a gamble all along. Yeah. Each one is, because Thor is another example. Like, again, I was more familiar with Thor. I feel like I watched more of those cartoons, and he probably popped up in lots of others as well, but like... Not like a super popular character outside right. of nerddom, you know? So, anyway. Guardians of the Galaxy, that movie's great. The humor in it, it's just pitch perfect. Absolutely love it. And Chris Pratt is a genius. Mm -hmm. He's an absolute genius in that movie. So, next, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. I went for the first Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> Paul Rudd is a national treasure, as you know. Mm -hmm. He can do no wrong. He is, and he looks the same age as he's in Clueless. Yeah, like how he does not age. Um, it's it's amazing. It's actually funny because going back and watching Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., although he still looks great, he's definitely aged. Like, it was like, oh, oh, he's like, he even had a little pudge to him at the <laughs> beginning of it, right? Like, not a lot, but I'm just saying, yeah. compared to his, like, you know, wiry older self now in the newer ones, like it was shocking. Whereas Paul Rudd, I don't think he will ever age. <laughs> also of note, speaking of people that don't age, we haven't actually watched the movie yet, but we watched a trailer for that new Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yes. When that movie came out like thirty years ago and it could he have was, come out yesterday. He's he so does young. not age. It's incredible. Um 
I realize that this is not like news to many people, but it's still it's, it's worth impressive. mentioning. So Ant Man again, like just I love when they do the humor sides of things with Marvel. I mean, of course, I love the action and all this stuff, but when they na- get the humor and they just mm-hmm. nail it, and it's so great. Um, I can't think of the name of the character, but the guy that like retells all the stories, like narrates it and stuff. That whole bit is great. Paul Rudd is just absolutely charming. I mean, we had Kate from Lost as well. I realize she doesn't become Wasp till the next one, but yeah, I still think the first one is just perfect. The humor of shrinking and growing. I've always yeah. loved like shrinking movies. Like, I mean, Inner Space, Journey through Inner Journey. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Exactly, all of those. It's it's great. I absolutely love it. What's the one? The Isaac Asimov one. There's Journey Through Inner Space. No, just Inner Space. Journey Through Inner Space was the Disneyland ride. Inner Space is the one with Martin Short and Dennis Quaid. And then what's the one? Fantastic Journey is the one where they shrink down and to go inside. Okay, anyway. I love shrinky stuff, so that's great. Um, and then finally, number five, Spider-Man Homecoming. I, Tom Holland is the perfect Spider-Man. I loved... The earlier iterations of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, I think, was a great Peter Parker. I didn't love his, like, Spider-Man as Spider-Man as much because I don't think he, like, quipped enough. He wasn't, like, witty and funny He enough. wasn't. And then we had Andrew Garfield, who I think he totally nailed the quippy, funny Spider-Man, but he was way too cool for Peter Parker. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, skateboarding and all rad and stuff, and he's supposed to be convincingly a nerd genius, and I yeah. did never buy that. But Tom Holland is a perfect combination. He's a perfect mix of, like, nerdy is just enough cool with Peter Parker, but he's still super nerdy. And then he's the perfect, like, funny, young, quippy Spider-Man. You believe he's in high school also, which, you know, especially especially with Tobey Maguire. I mean, I know it was when he was a little bit older, but still. I just love Tom Holland. I think he's great. I love those old movies, too. Um, And then Homecoming was just such a perfect, like, freaks and geeks meet superhero movie with including uh contributions from multiple freaks and geeks alumni members and um it's it's fantastic i love it and it's great now listeners may be wondering how i feel about the other ones this was tough like it was really 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 hard to eliminate all the other ones because i love them all if i had to say a bottom two and this will be interesting going back through and listening to it I would say Iron Man 3 and the second Thor, Dark World, were ones that, like, I can barely remember what happened in them, and I wasn't, like, super jazzed on them when they came out. Wait, Dark, dark World? Thor, Dark World, I the second Thor. You that. saw it, but I'm, like, 90% sure you slept through half of it. Probably. So, it'll be interesting to see as we go back through, like, do I feel differently about those? Are those still... So, just want to throw that out there, because when we come back to it... I will have wanted to make note. Well, of our top five, we have three. Ooh, okay. That are the same. Okay. So the three that are the same are Thor. Yes. Um, first of all, Thor is the most attractive of all the superheroes. <laughs> well, if we were doing that, I have a whole separate list. That's different. So he's, uh, you know, fun to look at. Uh-huh. And then Chris Hemsworth. And then um like I said, fish out of water gets me every time. Yep. Um so and it has Queen Queen Amazala. Yeah, it does. It's not who I would reference <laughs> as certain, you know, great characters, but whatever. 
And then um, the other overlap we had is Ant-Man. I agree. Uh, Paul Rudd is a national treasure. (laughs) Again, I have, you know, loved him since Clueless. And he is hilarious. And let's not forget his contributions to Mac and Me. (laughs) Mac and Me. (laughs) Oh, Paul Rudd. So, um... That it was on my list. And then uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I was like, when I heard they were putting out another Spider-Man, I was like, oh my gosh. How many characters are they going to make me connect with and then rip it away? I was just like tired. Well, I never tired. felt that at all. I always wanted more, just for the record. No, I wanted just stick with a Spider-Man <laughs> for goodness sakes. I'm not like that. I'm not wired like that. Don't make me emotionally invested in a actor playing a character and then rip it away. But Tom Holland just blew that out of the water. And I connected with him and his character instantly. Yeah. Now, so. to be fair, he did first appear in Captain America Civil War, which he was did, great. He did, but, I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was Yes, but it was enough to go like, oh my gosh, this kid is amazing. So, um... And I love those earlier ones, too. I think Tobey Maguire's... Oh, I mean, yeah. I think I, I watched that I first... I love them all. I watched that first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire in the theater. I think I saw it three or four times. It was a rare multiple view in a time before there was such a thing as movie pass. A couple times, too. Yeah. Um, okay... So then the ones that we did not share, although I agree with all your movies very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, second. Um, yeah, once we watch, watch through, we're going to revisit We're going to redo it. We'll compare. But, um, In fact, I save put, your list so we don't I forget. I will. I save, save everything. So I put um, Captain America. Yes. First of all, I remember we saw it at Universal City Walk on, mm-hmm. like, a date, and it was really special. And second of all, I loved that it was, like, a period piece. Yeah. Like, I'm totally into period pieces, as you guys know. <laughs> anything from, you know, Jane Austen, Anna Green Gables, Little Women, anything that's set in a different time period than we live in. Yeah. So that, you know, had me. And again, you know, Captain America is very quick-witted and, you know... Has the zingers, which I liked. And I really liked um, Agent Carter. Yes. Um, his love interest in that, so. Well, you know, I told you I copied all of them down and then I eliminated them one by one. Mm-hmm. That was the last one to go off the list. That was the it last was tough. one. It was tough because I love Captain America. Dude, they're all great. Yeah. They really are. And then you went with your rule of not of only picking one. I just picked Spider Man Far From Home because I love Spider Man and I love that they went to Europe. <laughs> and Night which, Monkey. It was and Night Monkey. It was Yeah. It was great. Like and they went to places we went and I, I, again, I had to make some rules in my brain, otherwise I couldn't have done it. Like yeah. I have to do that. I know that that's type of how thing. you are. Otherwise, I couldn't. I was sitting there so. looking at a list of 23 movies going, I can't eliminate it, <laughs> except Thor 2 and Iron Man 3. <laughs> well, I don't remember, but we're going to watch them all. Yeah. So, 
It should be fun. The second to the last one that I eliminated was Black Panther. I did like Black Panther a lot. But who knows? It might change. You know. Just saying, like, it's a really solid list of movies. All right. Well, speaking of those, we're going to do a little bit of specific talk about what we did watch in our movie time. Movie time. We didn't watch a ton of movies this week, but... But we launched into this we project We launched into here. this after WandaVision finished. Now, um, what we decided to do is watch them in order that they released, right? But we also, as we're going through, are going to watch a couple of the TV shows that tie in. And we're going to watch them in the order that they would have aired, right? Now we've done this before That's with a right. different series. With the X Files, when back when like Audrey was a baby and right before she was born, we started the X Files. We watched through all of it, but we also watched The Lone Gunman and Millennium. Was there another one? I there, was there was another one. I can't remember what the last one is called, but those spin-off shows that did tie in with the characters mm-hmm. and stuff. And we watched them in order of when they would have aired, so we could have, you know, seen like how it would have been. And we watched the movies. And the movies, in right. So we're going to do something similar with this. We won't rewatch WandaVision because that's the thing that... I mean, maybe when we get to the end we'll (laughs) want to. I don't know. We'll see after all of this. But we're not going to watch every single Marvel show because there are tons. And there are even since they started this. But there are two shows that I think we're going to focus on that tie in the most with the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe. And that is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is kind of an obvious one. There's some very direct tie-ins, obviously, with Coulson and certain other events that tie directly into it. And then Agent Carter, which, again, you know, I realize not maybe as tightly connected, but still, there's some direct connections mm-hmm. there. Um, all the Netflix ones, those ones are very, very loosely connected, if at all. They occasionally mention something that happens. And they're a little violent They're also the not kids. quite kid-appropriate, right? Um and, you know, there's lots of other ones, Inhumans and other things, that are all loosely related, but nothing that, like, I feel like is integral to the mm-hmm. ongoing storyline yet, anyway. Who yeah. knows? I doubt Inhumans will get tied back in. But. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to do those. So we started with Iron Man. That was the first one, obviously, going all the way back to 2008. And we talked about that a lot with your yes. your love of it. I really enjoyed Robert Downey Jr.'s quick wit and his change. Yeah. His change for the good that, like, you know, working with Yusuf at the beginning and seeing, you know, what he put his family through changed him for the better. And Well, and what's interesting is that there are some parallels with Robert Downey Jr.'s real life that I think, like, connect it and really help to hit it home because he did go through some dark periods and mm-hmm. addictions and things like that, and he kind of, as he came out of that, like, it, that transformation is kind of interesting parallel there, and I think that kind of drives it home even more. It makes know? it more personable and more deep. Yeah. So, it was, uh, it was really good to watch. And this was fun, because there's a lot of stuff that I have in my brain that I am aware of that I know you guys, well, you even, that watched them aren't. But 
right away you've got Jarvis in the first one mm-hmm. that's voiced by Paul Bettany and you guys are like what that's a vision and I'm like I know they Luke was so excited all the way from the beginning that's Paul Bettany yes so there was a connection there and then I remember one so at the beginning when the bomb goes off yeah. he looks at it and it says Stark Industries which is the same um thing that um uh, Wanda, Wanda and her and brother, her brother uh, Pietro. went through. Pietro went through. Yeah, very similar type of thing. Yeah. The way that he would, like looked at it and it beeps and then goes off. There's more connection with that as we go through as well. But yeah. The other thing, I guess for me too, I had forgotten that Agent Coulson was in it so early. Mm-hmm. And he had a big part. Right. I, I For some reason, I thought he didn't come in until Thor. And so he's in it right off the bat. Of course, spoiler alert if you haven't watched... Iron Man from 2008, <laughs> the post credit scene with Nick Fury, and trying to explain to the kids like how mind-blowing it was, yeah, because we like, thought, okay, Nick they made Fury. an Iron Man movie. They've made lots of superhero movies before at this point. None of them are connected. And then when they said that, and anyone that knew what the Avengers was, when that happened, you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to make multiple movies mm-hmm. and tie them all together? Is this possible? And Nick Fury... And Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury is amazing because do you know the story of that? How that worked? Original, you probably don't, so I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> Original Nick Fury was a white guy in the comics. And in later comics, I can't remember like exact timeline, but it, at one point they did a redesign of him and they actually modeled it and got permission from Samuel Jackson, who's a comic fan, to model it after him in the comics. Hmm. So later edition... It's a, a black character. It's modeled after Samuel Jackson. And then eventually, when this movie comes out, they cast Samuel Jackson, who they modeled the character on in the comics, as Nick Fury. Which, again, if you knew this at the time, was just mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. I, I can't believe this is happening. Are you serious? This is real. And that set off not only the chain of events of you know getting all these incredible movies, but the importance of... Of the post credit sequence. They didn't invent the post credits sequence idea, you know, but they definitely solidified that as an important part of movie going. You do not leave the theater until the lights come up. Right. So that was Iron Man. And then... What's next? The next movie in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe is what? Incredible Hulk. But then I start looking into it a little bit. Because I before we watch them with the kids, like I kind of just want to like refresh and make sure there's nothing like too. Because I know like some of them have some moments that they... The kids like a heads up if there's going to be something super gross or violent or whatever, you know. So I was looking at The Incredible Hulk. And of course, if you remember a few years before that, The Incredible Hulk came out in 2008. Five years earlier in 2003, Ang Lee did um, Hulk. Just, just the word Hulk, and it was with Eric Bana and Jennifer Connelly, and it was, in my memory, like, completely separate, and they just did a total reboot, right? And so, I actually started watching The Incredible Hulk a little bit the night before, and realized, oh no. It is connected. It is, and you guys, if you go back and look, the second one, or The Incredible Hulk, which is the one that's officially part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Picks up directly where Hulk leaves off. And in fact, they don't even go over like his origin, origin story or any of that stuff. And the funny thing is, I looked into this. At the time, the statement from the Marvel heads was, 
you know, we don't need to like look at at Hulk's origin story. Everyone knows that now, but our kids weren't familiar with Hulk's origin story. They didn't know what it was. And so I went back and looked and I was like, you know what? Even though it's not part of it, we're going to start and watch the original Hulk. Because first of all, I hadn't watched it since it came out in the theater. And second of all, it does tie in, even though like it was sort of a soft reboot, um, you know, with all new characters and stuff, the storyline picks up from there. So we watched Hulk. Not the Incredible Hulk, but Hulk. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Having Because you haven't seen it since it was in the theater. I haven't theater. seen it since we saw it in the theater. And I really, I really thought it was beautiful. I mean, it is from the director of Sense and Sensibility. And Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. But Sense and Sensibility is what I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that movie, too. Don't get me wrong. But also Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I really thought it was artistically done, which I loved, which you don't see a lot. In comic book movies. I think there's definitely an art to it, but this was like... With you all see the, pop art. The, the, it's not pop. This one wasn't... Well, the comic book panels, the way he did like multiple shots all together. Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool. And I remember loving that part when it was in the theater, but while looking back at it now, like almost 20 years later, like it's even cooler than I remember. Well, and they spent a lot of time on their emotions and their facial expressions, which it wasn't just all boom, bang, blop. It was like a lot of their, what they were feeling and what they were going through, which you're not, I'm not really used to in a superhero movie. So I appreciated that as well. Yeah, the pacing is very different from like the Marvel movies we come to know, but... I think it was really well done. It was obviously slower in a lot of ways and more introspective, but it also had some great action stuff. Obviously, the CGI is a little dated looking, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. My biggest issue with it still, and the issue that I had with it when we saw it in the theater, is the end boss con- confrontation is very, like, kind of nebulous, and you don't really understand what's happening. It's artistic. Yeah, but... It's less concrete than even the rest of the movie. Like, he's battling his dad as well, Absorbing think, Man. I don't think his dad really, you know, died in that thing. And they were trying to leave it nebulous if they made a sequel. Yeah. But, but just the the way it was shown, it was... I don't I don't like that. I want to see... If I got an action sequence, I want to know what's happening. In mm-hmm. it. It's What's the point of just swishing around? And I know it was artsy and blah, blah, blah. But that's my one big negative. But other than that... And I feel like the movie is way better than I remembered it. And because we took it as like a part of a whole... I don't mind that there's that one bit. You know, if you're watching just a movie by itself... And then you see, okay, the ending isn't great... That kind of sours you on it. But if you're looking at it as a whole, and then immediately thereafter, in The Incredible Hulk, it picks up right where that one leaves off. He's in South America. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just it. saying that he's in South America. So he, it That's ends there. That's pretty cool. It picks up right there. Like, the connection is great. I feel like if you watch it as a part of the whole, it's really satisfying. Eric Ben is great. The performances are fantastic. And again, just for all the like cool cinematography and the the, the way that he does all the comic book panels and mm-hmm. stuff, where they did multiple takes from all the different angles to show so it's great. I didn't think I was going to say that. I was preparing to be like, oh, we got to watch this, but I want to do it because it's a part of it, and I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and there wasn't 
like you didn't have to preview that one because it was Yeah, I mean there's there's definitely honestly like I feel like it almost could have gotten away with the PG. Yeah. That probably the one part that doesn't is there's a part when he like you know, he shrinks back down from being Hulk and he's like naked. You just see like his backside and whatever. Yeah. It's not like sexual or anything like that. It's just you know. Right. Um I think if it wasn't for that shot, they probably almost could have got PG. I, there's some violence, but I think with the cheesy CG, like, it doesn't <laughs> strike you as, like, the same kind of violence right. as, like, you know. Even Iron Man, you know, with all, like, real machine guns and mm-hmm. stuff is much more violent to me. Um, when you've got a bunch of guys shooting at a cartoon and the bullets bounce off, I don't feel like... It's different kind of violence. Right. Know? So, anyway... I was pleasantly surprised. And that's as far as we made it, because, I mean, obviously one weekend, we're only going to watch so many movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm really stoked on this project. It'll be fun. Yeah. See how long it takes us. So, that's Hulk. And uh, honestly, like, if you're going to do it, I recommend you watching that and then watching that back-to-back with Iron with the Incredible Hulk. I think you'll enjoy it Do more. it with us, guys. Do it. Do it. It'll be fun. And uh, you know what else is fun? We're going to talk about some music. We haven't talked music in a long time, but I've got some updates. Uh, Just some quick things to uh, talk about in the world of Popvox music. And um, not not a ton of stuff. There's a lot of things going on in the background that we'll get to eventually. Um, doing working on some cool projects, but two things I wanted to tell you guys about um, with music. First of all, we are uh, starting officially, like getting underway, our Pop Vox Presents series soon. Now, if you guys remember correctly, we did like a couple of live stream live music things uh started back in november and then december we did blue christmas um, which was like our big one and the plan now is to do a series of one-off shows with um you know with a single artist uh, or band instead of you know multiple ones like we did for blue christmas and so um we've already got some lined up um the only one i'm going to officially say out loud at the moment because we still got to work on scheduling and stuff is in May. Uh we have Travelog is going to play, which is very exciting. Hey. John Sonnenberg um who did House of Wires and uh Pivot Cloud before that his latest incarnation which he's been doing for years now is Travelog. And I'm very excited we're going to get to do a live thing with him. I realize some of you guys might not be familiar with that name, but it's he does some really awesome like electronic uh, music and he's also like one of the most creative uh, like musicians like he builds his own instruments he's really into technology and stuff I just remember we used to do shows with him all the time and every show he'd like bring some crazy <laughs> instrument and like like there was one that he built where he had different lengths of tubes and he would shine a flashlight in each tube to make different notes and I don't know like he just builds these things from scratch and it's amazing and uh, anyway, he is always a, a joy and a treat to watch, and I'm super excited we're going to do something with him. So that's coming up in May. We'll get more details as we get closer, but other ones are coming as well. So um, it's exciting. You guys will be able to watch that uh, live streaming on Facebook, and then, of course, you can see the video afterwards. Um, and they're all free. And we last time I shared it to the uh, Mandarin Orange Show group as well. So 
we'll can, do that uh, or to the page. Yeah. So we'll, but it's we'll, more fun if you watch live. Yeah. So you're gonna want to do that at Pop Box Music on Facebook. P O P V O X M U S I C. Um, you can follow along over there. And then also recently, um, I think I can just say like there's been some cool uh, rumblings of activity happening around these spivvies which is a, another really great band that I've talked about occasionally. I was involved with them in various ways. Um, started out booking shows with them and then wound up going on tour with them for three tours as their sound guy and eventually uh, took over as bass player for about a year before um, it kind of, not really broke up, but just sort of faded out as everyone was you know, getting married and doing various things. Um and uh, there's been some rumblings in the camp. If you look on the These Spivvies uh, Facebook page, or These Spivvies also have um, an Instagram page posting a lot of cool old pictures. And um, there's also been some updates at thesespivvies.com. Mm. And there's rumblings of other things happening. That's all I'm going to say, but I'm just going to say you should keep an eye on that because there's cool things in the works. And fun fact... Uh, one of Phil and I's first dates was to a The Spivvies concert. That's right. So I, um, it was one of those things like Sadie Hawkins where the girl asked the guy. I asked Phil to be my date for the week to various events. And you go on all these little dates each night of the week and then the final day you're supposed to go to a banquet it's like a, it's like a formal dance except that they weren't allowed to do dances at our college and so they it did a, a banquet, banquet. Right. so phil said you know he i mean he you would have gone to the banquet if i forced you but you're like if you do this i'll take you out to dinner before and i'll pay for this and then i didn't have to pay for a banquet that's right instead of you paying for me to go to the banquet i paid for us to go to olive garden yes and took us to the spivvy show yeah and it was such a cool experience much better and then phil said he'd never been to a fancy restaurant before the olive garden And so I've never gone to the Olive Garden said, before. I, that's like so crazy to me that you didn't go to the Olive Garden you until didn't I do like you. fancy sit down. It's stuff. not fancy. It's All the right. Olive Garden. When I was a kid, so, our fancy was like El Torito. So he said, um, "I've never been to Olive Garden before," and he wore a jacket, which was like a YMCA jacket. We're not talking. Yeah, like it was a more like a members-only jacket. jacket, not like a suit jacket. He's right. all, and I wore a jacket so they could like take it. So I, like, asked the host, like, could you, like, take this guy's jacket? Like, it would just make his day and, like, hang it on. Because they did have, like, coat coat hooks on the side. So he took your jacket and you were, like, so excited and it was a big thing. I was just having fun with you, too, you realize. Oh, yeah, I'm not, like, a total rube or anything. Yeah, it was just... But I was... I was, like... Who is this guy? I was having fun with He's you. He's never been to an Olive Garden. He, you know, wants them to take his jacket. He doesn't want to go to the banquet that I'm supposed to pay for. Instead, we went to a really fun rock show. 
And we danced at the rock show. <laughs> that we did. What did you think of me at the time? Well, I went on multiple dates with you, and I was the one that noticed you first and asked you to go get dinner with me, so... That's true. We stayed friends, though. We didn't date after that for a long time. I wasn't, like, rushing into a, like, serious (laughs) relationship at the time. You wanted to explore your options. Yeah, you know. Well, all that is to say, um, roundabout way of telling you to follow these babies. Now, it's T-H-E-E... And then Spivies, S-P-I-V-I-E-S. In case you're looking for them on Facebook or Instagram, that's an easy way. Or thespivies.com. Yes. So, um, you should check them out. That's music. And that's the show, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks again to Emily from Life of the Pilot's Wife. Mm-hmm. Um, remind us, like, her uh, contact stuff again, Janelle. So make sure you check out um, Emily's Instagram, Life of the Pilot's Wife, um, and also check out her blog, lifeofthepilotswife.com. Very cool. We appreciate you sending that in, Emily. And if anyone else would like to send uh, your travel stories to us or have questions about that, you can write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on our Facebook page. And we will, uh, we could feature you if you have a good story. Let us feature you. Very cool. And um, also keep us posted if you guys have any other questions. You can always write into us. And uh, we love hearing from you. Anything yes. else, Janelle? I think that it's two weeks till spring break, Janelle. That's right. We're almost there. Are we going to like record during spring break? I don't know. I mean,. Probably. We'll see. One of the two weeks. <laughs> well, we'll keep. We'll get something in there. We'll get yeah. something in there. It'll be fun. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and for the Mandarin Orange Show. I'm Phil, and I'm Janelle, and we talk so you don't have to. Mm-hmm.